August 23rd, 2014. VGN Network presents Kevin's Oblast Radio with your host, Kevin Baird. And Proxy Cell. So we got Proxy Cell on. Welcome. You've been on the um, show numerous times when we did a little experiment back in the day with some webcams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, that was we did a lot of things on VGN and trying to engage with the audience between calling in and calling people back and webcams and these days we just do chat boxes. But um, yeah, you know that was good. I always remember like you because you seem to have a pretty impressive collection of store bought games. Is that still true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm still collecting. Um... Uh, I'm one of those guys who does does all those uh, crazy pre-orders that you always list off on your yes. show, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, where we say, don't do it. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously people do it, so, you know, you're that guy. But you collect games, so... Um, I collect some, yeah. I collect okay. mostly just for the uh, 360 and the Xbox One. Okay, okay. So, I mean, do you resell them, or do you actually store them somewhere? No, I actually play with them. So I uh, I put them on display, and that's it. That's as far as I go with them. I, I don't, uh, you know, wrap them up and then resell them five years down the line or anything. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you play the game, you get done with it, you're like, yeah, oh, Days X was a fun game, and then you just put it on the shelf, basically. Yes, yes. Right. Do you buy collector's editions? Do you buy the figurine ones with the lunchbox and all that stuff as well? or do you? Just I, I actually have, like, a dollar uh, limit. I don't ever go over $100. Okay. Uh, unless there's like an expansion, so um, I have um, I actually have two copies of Deus Ex. Okay. I have the expansion pack, for, like, sorry, not the expansion, the collector's edition. They call it the augmented edition. Right. And I have that actually signed by the voice actors. I they actually came to Toronto and I got them to uh, wow. sign it for me, and um, and then I got the director's cut edition of the game. Oh, great. Yeah, I have, that's the, um, I think that's the version I have. I, well, I have the Wii version. I, I, I actually have the 360 version somewhere, too, that came in, like, the slip with the two extra discs. But I got that right when my mom got sick, and so I never finished the 360 version. And then, like, um, then I got the Wii U version of Days X and sat down and played it. So that, this is the, you know, the most recent Days X, not the Android one. Whatever. What is that called? Human Revolution. That's what I'm. No. Talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the fall on the on the cell phone stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Human Revolution. I played. I played the fall, but that that only just seemed like an episode. It was only of like four hours in content. That was that was good. That one that one actually felt like a real Deus Ex game at least it, though on the phone. I totally agree with you. Yes, it it felt really good. It just should have been longer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe it will be eventually, but... Um, that's, At least it leaves you wanting more instead of the opposite, you know? Like, yeah, that's that game is a perfect example of what's wrong with mobile gaming and why mobile gaming won't... Like, can't cross over to be considered, like, a serious console um, competitor because the experiences are never, like, that in-depth. There's some independent developers making games that are, you know that have that kind of depth, but everything that's sort of like major companies, EA and things like that, it's yeah. all little games or um, or it's like a lot of these, uh, you know, pay-to-play, buy things from the, you know, the inside of the game, or, or it's just lower quality. 
Yeah, no, I think it's the production value, but also the uh, file size, too, because, I mean, are you really yeah. going to download, like, a 16-gigabyte game to your cell phone, you know? Right, right. And, and play Skyrim on that, you know I mean, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I got that Amazon Fire TV, and they released um, Grand Theft Auto uh, 3, Vice City, and um, San Andreas um, all at the same time, and they're the full game. Yep, the, you, you know, can get those on the iP- on the iPhone even. Though. Right, yeah. right, and uh, the Google or the what am I talking about? The Amazon Fire TV only has eight gig of RAM or whatever <laughs> storage. Oh, okay. And and San Andreas is like a six gig game or something. So you you literally cannot install it on the system without the system basically constantly telling you that it's out of space. And kicking you out of the game. And yeah, so exactly. Yeah. You would be like, all right, well, maybe I'll get a memory card and put the memory card in, and then that'll I could put the game on the memory card because it has a USB port, but it actually won't let you use that USB port at this time. Are, you, are do people really do that? Do people really like plug these things into their living room and then plug in like a like some ugly looking USB drive and then you know like install I mean, games something if you want to play that game i think you know or a memory i mean memory sticks are getting pretty cheap so, you know but that's um, true that's true yeah well you also mentioned was it those figurines i actually right. have one i have only one though okay yeah and it came with the game though it was um max Payne 3 oh all right sure it came yeah it, it was 80 dollars uh, up here in canada so it came with a figurine. The figurine is enormous, and the box itself is just too damn big. I have to like shove that thing into a closet. I, I have nowhere to put that now. But I do wow. know that one has actually gone up in value, though. Strangely. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. But I, 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 you know, like I said, I have absolutely no plan on actually selling any of this stuff, though. Yeah, I'm in kind of the same boat. I have some weird swag that might be worth like some dough, but I don't know. You got to find the right people. Like I got at one time for inexplicable reasons. Um, I was really friendly with Square with Squaresoft and their PR, and they sent me all sorts of stuff and, and um, would get me into shows. They asked me to go to Japan at one time for mm-hmm. one of the shows out there. Yeah, yeah. This was this was back when I was writing gaming reviews, and I was just really friendly with their um, their lead uh, PR person. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, like, uh, are you a big fan of their games? Because I mean, at the time, I was not really, never, no. But, um, no, I mean, actually, to be fair, I, I do like a lot of their games back, back then, but this was like, um, I think this was still PlayStation, original PlayStation, and yeah. they had released a series of games, and it wasn't just Final Fantasies. You know, they had Urguys and um, that weird side-scrolling real-time combat RPG. I mean, they were turning out an RPG like once a month back then. Yeah. Uh, and because I guess you know the production values were less, so they could churn out a lot more of them. And I was playing a lot of them, but they they gave me a lot of stuff like soundtracks and zipper bags and keys and things that people got. But I also got this um, like what you would see at a store for Final Fantasy VIII, like a big cardboard stand-up. Oh yeah. I've never, I've never put it together. It's still in the box. I still have it. It's perfect. And it's like one of those things that's like, I have no idea what I'm ever going to do with that. You know? It's like the two characters holding each other, the guy and the girl or something, and it says Final Fantasy VIII. Big cardboard stand-up. Pretty cool. Somebody that's really into Final Fantasy would probably love to have that, even though the eighth one wasn't that great. 
Sure. Uh, eight, eight is the, that's the one for the original PlayStation, right? Not right. the PS2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is right after seven. Seven was a huge hit, you know. So then eight. I mean, everybody went out and bought eight, but I don't think everybody liked eight. I think there was a problem where the cinematics just kept going all the time. There was no way to avoid them. So every time you cast a spell or something, you'd have to go through this like crazy cinematic, and you know, there's so much combat in those games that that just got to be really kind of crazy. But anyway, enough about me and my crazy video game collection. Yours sounds really interesting, though. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about you. Like, we always do the interview process here on the show. Um, usually we do video game talk at the end, but just kind of let it that way. Um, let's start with your family. Your parents, do you know where they met? Do you know how they met each other? All that yes, time? I do, actually. Um, a lot of people don't know when I talk to them. They're like, I have no idea. Uh, they met. They met here in Canada. Um, my mom's from China. My my dad's actually Ukrainian, uh, but but I mean he's more Canadian than anything. If you know what I'm saying. Um, he came here when he was like like a kid, but um, they okay. met here in Toronto. I don't know exactly where or or what the circumstances were, but they met here in Toronto. Um, Did she got speak married? Had Did she? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, probably poorly, but yeah. Really? Okay, well, that's interesting. And um, yeah, they they um, actually, I think I think she's lived basically most of her life now in inside of Toronto. And I've lived here probably my whole entire life, except for a few years for university. Okay. All right. So, all right. So your mom was from China. Your 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 dad is from the Ukraine. So your relatives and um, like, does he have relatives in the Ukraine? Have you been to the Ukraine? Is that yeah. something? Okay. I never. Um, I actually don't know that side of the family very well. Okay. Um, at all, actually. Um. <laughs> My dad's like my, I think my dad was like more than ten years old than my mom. So like um, my grandparents on that side had already passed away. Okay. Um, I know my actually I know my grandfather on that side. He passed away when he was like forty two or forty four or something of a heart attack. Oh. And um, yeah, I know. And he and like um, um, my grandmother on that side, she passed away slightly before I was born, and um, she had red hair. I know that because um, once one fall, my my entire head of hair turned. Uh, perfectly red uh, on its own, and uh, then turned right back to the dark black that it is now. Wow. Um, yeah, so like uh, I've never been to the Ukraine. Uh, I would go, but um, you know these days, I, like I am actually traveling these days, and these days is not a good time. You know, so <laughs> you know that that's um, yeah. You wouldn't want to get hit by a missile on your yeah, way. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Be good. They always have like um, Ukrainian festival here. We have weird festivals in Cleveland. Like we're Cleveland is a very ethnic, rich area for all kinds of uh, you know all kinds of ethnicities that celebrate everything. And everybody that's in any ethnic group seems to have some sort of a festival here. Yep. And uh, we have Ukrainian festival. And I couldn't tell you. I've never been to it. Um, I couldn't tell you what they cook or eat. In Ukraine, I have no uh, idea. Goulash, but... I, I know they eat goulash. Um, no, no, it's it, 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 not goulash. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's actually really tasty if you haven't had. It. It's actually, I think it's kind of spicy. I've had um, goulash. No, I know. Yeah, but yeah, it's um. Didn't know that was Ukrainian. To be honest, that's fine. I yeah, you know Chinese. I, I can tell that Chinese people really enjoy eating Ukrainian goulash because I it, like um I was on this tour group with them all, and okay. uh, we were in the the Czech Republic, ah. and um, for some reason they were serving us Ukrainian goulash. And everyone there loved it. They just kept on, they, they ate the whole buffet tray of it. Wow. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, 
and then what? Just down the street, they're having the Egyptian festival for the Coptic what? Egyptians. Yeah, oh, that's really? that's how crazy we get with the festivals. There's no end to um, how many different ethnicities we we've, we have. Ethiopian festival. There's, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. We, we have the Ethiopian. We just did Caravan up here, and. Um, um, and uh, we have the Ukrainian festival, and then I think two weeks after that, it's the Russian festival, which takes place right. literally like two blocks down the street from the Ukrainian one. Yeah, we're going right in. Like next week, it's Oktoberfest season. Germany, oh, yeah. Germany takes over, like just like in the war, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, two weeks, two or three weeks of Oktoberfests because there's the main one that's held inside our fairgrounds. And then there's one that's held by the German-American group, and they have their own fairgrounds. And then, of course, there's always the one that's the commercial one that happens downtown or whatever. The so, big corporate one, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it just takes over. So, okay, so your folks meet, and uh, do you have a brothers and sisters? Were you the firstborn, all that kind of thing? I, I am actually an only child, but I do know okay. I have uh, two half-brothers, so I have their names as middle names. Okay, all right. Okay, that's okay. So, who half brother on your dad's side or your mom's side? Yes, uh, both on my dad's side. Yeah, from previous oh. marriage. Okay, okay. All right. Are they younger or older? Oh, much older. Much previous marriage. Oh, previous yeah. marriage. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Well, you never know. Uh, no idea. I think so one of them's like almost twenty years older, actually. <laughs> your parents still married? No, 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 no. Okay. That, that ended shortly after I was born. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, this, uh, that's how everybody is, uh, um, seems like. There's not too many um, that I've, mm. I've interviewed that are um, still together, but that's, I guess, par for the courts. Um, Maybe that's just like a demographic of the listeners of your show, you know? You know, a lot of people, like, it's cool that you live in Toronto because you're in, like, a major, um, you're in, like, a major city, you know? Uh, yeah. A lot of people tend to be way out in the sticks that listen to this show, which is cool, you know? I mean, maybe they're trying to find something to do and all that, and you get to talk to a real diverse audience that way. But it is interesting. I do sit there and wonder about that sometimes. Like, um, why are we appealing to people that are just, like, in a log cabin way out on a hill somewhere, you know, just quietly yeah. building Yeah, I just, I just li- I just listened to that episode, actually, of VGM. What, what was that guy's name? Like, Fred or Ned or something? Yeah. He lives, he lives like, right next door to, like, some log cabin guy, and he's chopping wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's been a few of those, a guy down in Tennessee. I mean, and I've talked to a lot of people, too. Um, that haven't been on the show as well, and there's a lot of guys that are just out, and you know, down south and things like that, or out in Texas, and it's interesting. It's just interesting. Very, very cool. All right, so um, Toronto, that's interesting. I think you're not my first Canadian. I think I had a guy on way back in the beginning that was from New London. Um, L- oh, London, London. Yeah, London. Sorry, I say I say New London because I think uh, London is in England. I uh, yeah. Um. And but he was mostly just across the lake, and I don't think I can't. Sorry if I out there anyone if I forgot about you. I, I kind of remember a guy that might have been in British Columbia. Yeah. Yes, uh, Indian, I believe an Indian man. Uh, he from India. Yeah. Well, that's days. He. I don't know if I've ever interviewed him, or maybe I did. Um. Yeah. He's from India. Then he moved to Canada. But there was another guy that was out in British Columbia that didn't really want to get a job. I kind of remember him. Um, he was having some issues. He was a nice guy. He had his own podcast, uh, and then he kind of vanished off the face of the earth. Um, so anyway, haven't had anybody from Toronto yet. Uh, so born, raised, 
kid go to elementary school, public school, or private school? Um, I, uh, yeah, no, almost always public school. I did private in high school for a little bit, though. Okay, all right. You're not still in high school, right? No, 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 no. I'm, okay. I, I'm right. 28 now. I'm 28. Okay, your Facebook page still says something like you're in high school. So oh, you know, your, yeah, your description. Yeah, I, no, because I, I deleted my account a long time ago when they introduced all those apps. Like, the vampires were biting me every day. Sure. And I just reestablished <laughs> my account, and um, okay, I just no, reestablished that's fine. my account, so I haven't entered in everything. Yet. I didn't think so from having you on before <laughs> that you were in high school, but I was like, well, maybe you got held back a few years, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I went. So, 11 years. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of strange. Um, all right, so public school, elementary school, um, did you like it? Did you have no, a good... No, I, I hated every minute of school, honestly. Really? I hated every day I hated school. Oh, my goodness. Were you a bad um, student or were you a good student? No, I was a good student at first, and I became a bad one. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I kind of realized that socially I didn't really get any sort of... any. There's no benefits of really doing good in school for a long time, so then... Um, it wasn't until about high school I decided, you know, I better start smartening up here, and uh, I started taking it seriously. I, it was an English teacher. She kind of like showed us like a graph, like these uh, d uh, different graphs of like how much money you should expect to make by the time you're 65 with okay. high school diploma, college degree, and university. And like, oh, I'm going to go to university then, you know? Like, I figured yeah. <laughs> if I spend like five years of my life just working hard, then the rest of my life will be made easier. Right. So, so elementary school. Um, just pretty basic. You go through that. I mean, why didn't you like it though? Were you? Um, did you? Some some people just didn't get along with other kids. They got into fights. Um, some people just didn't like the curriculum. You know, it sounded like some people had problems with home. What, what, um, kind of a, a lot of those. A lot of those. Um, yeah. Didn't like the curriculum. Didn't get along with the teachers. I was always the smart ass kid who would uh, you know try and correct the teacher. And um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at the age of like eleven. And um, yeah, I'm sure uh, that <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly, and uh, didn't get along with the other kids. Um, the, I think there's a reason why I got so into computers, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so not like uh, going into middle school, that probably just got worse? or didn't Oh, really... yeah, way worse. Middle school was, was sort of um, the beginning of a trend in school for me. I just got worse and worse and worse, and I didn't really start to uh, smarten up until about like grade uh, 10, 11, around then. Okay. All right. See, I, I, um, when I was in high, like, oddly, I had not so good grades in elementary school because I was very hard to make pay attention. So that just basically came down to a lot of discipline, where I had this homework folder and people would whip my ass at home if um, I got any kind of papers that came in with a, with a D or anything or an F. Um, every day I had to give this folder to my teacher after class, and they would write down how I did for the day. Yeah. And um, I don't think the teachers liked that too much, though, because they also had to sort of tell parents, like, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't just be like, Kevin watched a movie all day in class. Um, but ultimately, like, that got me through elementary school. And then when I got to middle school, I actually had a really, you know, decent grades. You know, 3.5, I guess, you know, in middle school averages. Okay. And I met girls in high school, and then it was all over. Um, but, Yeah. So high school, you get into high school, so not the Degrassi life is what you're saying. You didn't um, just have dance parties and uh, be part of social clubs and everything? No. Just... Oh, my goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it was, um, what's it called? Like, uh, 
I didn't, uh, like, I had lots of friends, actually, but um, I was absolutely, completely uninterested in doing anything at school, though. I was just always, I was always skipping school. I was just, I just, I did not want to be there at all. I didn't want to deal with the people there. Um, loved doing things outside of school with people, though, but um, it, it was never anything, you know, too, um, too formal. So you didn't do any extracurricular? You didn't do computer club or karate club or chess club or I don't know um, what else to do, glee club? Uh, I guess I did a couple. I did. I did do chess club. I, we had no computer stuff, but um, I, I actually I think it was like on like um, some intramural um, sports teams. Actually, now I think about okay. it. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. Running uh, was it cross country running or um, soccer? Uh, hockey. Or? Um, I actually. Of course, it's Canada hockey. What about yeah, I yeah. Uh, I actually played goaltender. I was in volleyball because I was. I was I was I'm actually about six two and a half, which is not that tall, but I was taller than everyone else in my school. So uh, yeah. they wanted me for basketball, and and uh, I, remember all, I remember I remember all the black guys on the team were like, "Look, man, you just got to get into the NBA. They'll pay you like two two million dollars to sit on the bench." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, "But I don't know how to play, though. I mean, I'm sure they want that too. I mean, you know? and yeah. um, and um." I think I played football for a, for a very short period of time. Well, and then, yeah, this uh, sounds pretty diverse. I mean, hockey's a big deal up no, there, right? You yeah. Know, the goalie, well, for crying out loud. No, I mean, that, that was intramural. That was intramural, though. That, that, oh. That's like where you and your friends create a team and, like, play against other, other groups of kids at school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that was, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Um, that, yeah, there, so there was... No, I had a lot. I have, like, a, a, like a very wide and diverse collection of uh, friends. Some of them are really weird. Some of them are... Are you know just you know sort of all you know regular very average mainstream people. Other sure. ones are like artists, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So you get through high school, no problems. Were you dating in high school at all? Did you? No. No. Oh my goodness. Not until university for me. Really? Okay. And right. I tell you what, man. I'll tell you something right now on the show. <laughs> I got kicked out of my high school. Okay. Wow. All right. For... It was a public. It was a public academy. Um, so it's actually a public school, but we had uniforms, okay? And uh, I got kicked out of there for skipping school too much. And uh, <laughs> um, I, my grades were actually doing pretty good, though. But, like, I skipped a third of all my classes and I ended up with, um, I don't know, like, because uh, you guys use, like, a grade point average out of four. I ended up with, like, a 70-some percent. But um, I think the vice principal just got tired of me and uh, just decided, you know, you're done, get out. And... Um, after that, then it was private school, and uh, I went oh. to one of those immigrant ones, where like the, like people come over here and they're they're like trying to like um, you know go through like accelerated high school programs to you know to, just to get to like um, uh, university, right? Right, right. And uh, so I went through that, and uh, amazingly great teacher. I mean, like um, believe it or not, the increased amount of workload because they did the whole school year, I think in in I think about like um, four months or something. Sure. So it was just a lot more work in a, in a much shorter period of time. And, and somehow uh, you adapted to that better than you did at the a regular school. So yeah, I I needed the pressure. I think I, I think I just needed the pressure. If you know what I mean. Sure. And uh, I excelled really well there. Um, and then yeah, got the uh, Queen Scholarship and everything. Wow, what the heck is this Queen Scholarship? Is uh, it's, just... uh, was it uh, our Queen? She gives out uh, money to uh, Canadian students. To your house? No, no. Like no. hello, you did a good job at school. Here's some money. <laughs> it's like um like within the province, if you're if you score within like the top however many people that they have money to pay out to, they just give you some money for school or something. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember what it's called anymore. I don't even know if the scholarship's still around, but it does actually come from the queen herself though. So are you um are you in a suburb? 
I mean, are, were you growing up in a suburb at this point? You know, I mean, it sounds like your parents left. You, you, uh, living with your mom or your dad? Uh, my mom. Uh, okay. I grew up actually in the city. Um, okay. Like a very close down to the lake, actually pretty close. Uh, we were about maybe two blocks, walking distance to like a park with the lake at it. And um, now, like since junior high, that's when we moved away. Lost all my friends. You know that whole thing yeah. when you're a kid, you lose all your friends. Actually, I know you went through that. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Though. Like, you, you, you had to move and went to like a different yeah. school for a while. Absolutely. Um, so then we moved out to the suburbs, a place called Scarborough. Um, it's a, it is part of the city of Toronto since the 90s. That you know they did the whole thing where they merge all the all the suburbs into the larger city, and um, out here it's uh, Scarborough is um, pretty far actually from the rest of the city. If you know what I'm saying, like it's um, pretty disconnected from the rest of the city. Um, it's mostly uh, Asian, um, okay. like South Asian as well as uh, Chinese. Okay. And um, yeah, so it creates a lot of like political friction with the rest of the city. Then, do you speak Chinese? Yes, I'm fluent in Cantonese. Wow. I don't speak hey. any other languages. Really? So you can't read, or you can't? You don't understand Mandarin? No, no. I, I I'm probably going to learn it though. Because all the movies are in Mandarin, aren't they? I mean, no, no, the... no. A Hong Kong movie, Hong Kong cinema is much larger. Um, maybe really? not by maybe not by volume, but in terms of the exported material, it's like in terms of like their sales, yeah. it's yeah. much better because they, uh, in the old days, most of the Chinese that that were overseas uh, were actually not from mainland. If they were from mainland, then they were actually Cantonese. But a lot of them are actually people from Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, so a lot of the a lot of the overseas Chinese back before uh, the '90s were actually all Cantonese, kind of like my mom. Oh. But uh, these days it's all Mandarin, though. Now all the Mandarin people are, are leaving the country, and they're you know they're taking all their stolen money with them, and they're sure. they're you know they're like they're hiding it all over in Canada, and the United States. So what was your mom's uh, what was your mom's story? Was she a refugee, or was she um, leaving Hong Kong because you know it was no, going no, to rejoin? No, no, no. She's from mainland China, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, no, the communist part. <laughs> and oh. uh, so she had to actually wait for, like, uh, basically there was, like, uh, like uh, I don't know how familiar you are with, with the whole communist thing, not, not just in China but other places, too. They have to do, a, like, um, the people who live there, they call it the opening up, like when the country opens up to the rest of the world. Sure. Because most of those places, you know, they lived in total isolation. They right. wouldn't even let you leave. And if you did leave, you couldn't take your family with you because they, they want you to come back kind of thing, right? So... She, because you know, she she was young. She was um, you know unmarried, uh, no kids. Um, she was the oldest of her brothers. Uh, she left first. You know what I mean? She came over here, and uh, she got like permission. You know what I mean? She had like permits and everything. Um, I should point out that they that there was probably money involved um, in getting that permit. Uh, specifically, gold. I've been told by my grandmother. So and she had to raise. She had to gather a bunch of gold to get a permit to leave, or just a um, permit to. Yeah, the permit to leave uh, oh, really? as a student. Yeah, and wow. um, and uh, the, well, the the money, gold. the gold. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, the gold. You see, because uh, under the system there, gold tec it technically couldn't have more than a certain amount of gold. It was illegal. Okay. You had to, and you could only sell your gold to the government, and they would give you, you know, whatever, like two cents on the dollar for it, kind of thing, right? Wow. Yeah. Because they, they needed foreign currency to import things like machinery and medicine. Sure. You know, things that they couldn't produce on their own at the time. So they need they desperately needed gold. And they, After the revolution, they I can tell you right now, in two years, they ran out of all their foreign currency. And okay. um, 
So basically, gold was really tightly controlled. Uh, apparently, my grandma had some gold. Um, like uh, it, it's like it's like a story that they told me. Like oh, my grandma told me. Um, it, there's a it, everyone in China had to carry around with them a picture of the leader. Okay. Sure. Mo uh, Zatong, and um, what they did was, um, because um, was it my grandmother and my grandfather's families, um, they were actually landowners before the revolution. Okay. So after the revolution, they were uh, you know they were uh, you know like the uh, the shit class. So they to, to show how loyal they were, they you know they took their gold and they they had um, a goldsmith create uh, you know like a what, what what is it called like a, like an impression of the of the leader in it. And sure. they would carry that around to show just how loyal they were. The, you said it in Chinese, but I would say that what was that? That was the leader was Mao at that yeah, time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the yeah. can Cantonese, I guess, pronunciation of his name. Yeah, Mo sure. I know I'm butchering it in America, but that is how I understand it. So this, I don't know how much you know about this, but they didn't want to follow the nationals over to Taiwan, Chiang Kai-shek, and all that kind of stuff. They yeah. stayed, even though. They kind of knew they'd be persecuted for being landowners or um, something. Sort of, sort of. Um, what happened was during the Second World War, my grandma actually fled to um, uh, Hong Kong. Okay. At the time, everyone believed Hong Kong was a safe haven because no, the Japanese would certainly never dare to attack the British. And uh, you know, yeah, I think we all know how good that turned out for yeah. her. So, um, <laughs> you know, so she had to live under the occupation there. And um, okay, I, you know, I've actually never asked her what that was like. Sure, um, and she's never offered it up. Um, yeah, I know that's not necessarily yeah. something that you could just, you know, yeah. tell me what it was like living in yeah. occupation. You know. Yeah, my, my grandfather, he was a teenager. He uh, apparently joined up with a fight in the mainland oh, okay. um, for the nationalists. But you okay. see, the thing, my uh, my grandfather, like he's still around. He's like eighty five now or something, or eighty six. Sure. Or, uh, you know, like it's hard to tell because like they had their ages reduced actually after the revolution, and um, <laughs> like the, like the thing is like he's like this. It 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 was like a system because like they it, they determine like where you're born and he said, well if you're well okay from that province that means you're this old then and uh, because they because, <laughs> no because like different areas like they might have like different like sort of like traditions like sure. on, like calculating the ages but like even if like you you did it the correct way they still just assumed you did it incorrectly right so yeah so basically he's a very sort of impressionable man okay anything that's sort of written down in a book he takes very seriously i see so he after the revolution he actually oh, sorry um after the war he actually became a communist uh he actually enlisted with the navy there he became an engineer oh, okay. and um this actually came to bite him in the ass later on because he eventually criticized the design of the ships and it was recorded. Um, they, kept, they kept it on his record. And uh, yeah, he, he basically said that the American designs were better than the Chinese ones. And um, later on, uh, I'm, you may not know about this, but there's one called the Cultural Revolution. Have you heard of that? Or, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. This was to purge, not only, well, mostly to pu purge political enemies of uh, the leader, but. Uh, you know, purge all you know all things that were all cultural related um, things that happened before the revolution. So all the temples were burned. You know, what I mean, like all the churches were burned, all books were burned. Right. I mean, we're, we're talking like ancient like um, scrolls just completely burned. You know, what I mean, all the monks were killed. Um, you know, what I mean, like poets. It's just a communist. It's yeah. a communist way, basically. Yeah. So basically, he got swept up in that. Okay. So my family then lost, like uh, his family then lost everything. Everything. Uh, they were kicked out of the city. They were sent to go work actually in the in the countryside then. So um, and um, so so then yeah, basically he got sent to a uh, camp. 
uh, to work at one of those camps. And he, I, know, I know he lost a finger there. And um, what happened was after Mao died, uh, you're, I'm sure you've heard about like the Gang of Four. They were all then arrested by the government. Yes, they, right. They, all of Mao's, uh, like his allies, were, were rounded up. Yeah. And, um, so basically the government then started deciding, like, let's start to um, fix some of this. So what they did was, you see, there were these resorts, like these resorts for um, the high-ranking officials. So what they did was they basically took people like my grandfather and they sent them to these resorts, actually, to, you know, to recover from the, from you know, from the camps. And right. um, he stayed there, I think, for like two, two and a half years or something, at, like at wow. the resort. Yeah. And um, then what they did was, I think, about like um, many years later, they actually paid them for all the time that they spent at the camps. That way, it's not like a punishment. It right. was just forced labor because the country needed you at that time, and now we're compensating you as we should be doing. And uh, so then suddenly, like my grandfather had all this money, and um, <laughs> but you know, but you know what I mean? Because it's like it's communism. So what the hell are you can do with all this money? You know? Right. Right. And, I mean, so like um, he did get a couple of extra nicer things. Uh, they moved back to the city, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, but sure. um, you know, I, I, he he became very serious. You know, he wanted his kids to get the you know get the fuck out of the country. Right. Um, you know, so my mom, my mom was first. That, that's you know, so that's basically the the history of my ancestry right there. So okay, so they so they paid and she moved. Is your grandfather he over here now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, the the only one still over there is actually one of my uncles. Um, he had a good job at the time, so he stayed there. Okay. It was it was working for like a government uh, factory, but um, I'm sure you've heard like China. They went through the whole privatization thing, and the factory is completely gone. So and now he's just too old to come. You know. Yeah. No, I understand. Sure. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I just want to point out, like, that gold um, bus thing of the leader, the, yeah, that got melted down uh, to pay for the way out. That, wow. that, that was the whole point of that, yeah. The, okay. And that was very legal to do, to even melt that thing down. Wow. It's kind of crazy. What the heck people have to do to get, I, you know. The funny thing is, it's like, if something like that would happen, I have, like, nothing that I could melt down. I'd be, like, melting out Xbox cases <laughs> and stuff. I'd be like, that's kind of green, but it sort of looks like I'm you into the line. You're going away. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, um, I'm reading this graphic novel series by this guy Shigeru Mizuki from Japan that he wrote um, about the history of the Showa period, which was the Emperor of Japan. Um, and it's a really good graphic novel series. He he writes a lot of horror novels and things, but um, here he's like he sort of etched out his whole life because he sort of was born. Um, when the Showa period began, and he's still alive. He he wrote, he drew this comic when he's like 90, and um, they're really big books, but they go over the whole, um, uh, you know, Sino-Japanese war that happened um, in China, um, yeah. just about every major event that took place. Um, the, the Second World War, right? Or yeah, Second World War, yeah. right. Well, I mean, that thing kind of just went on forever. I mean, it yeah, started in like 1910 or something and just kept going. Um, but kind of interesting. So I, I know a lot of a lot of that stuff that you're talking about, though I I don't don't know that much about ancient um, Chinese history. Everything before um, the last emperor, so to speak, I'm a yeah. little bit fuzzy on. Well, he was he was uh, he wasn't even really Chinese. You know that, right? Yeah, he was um, Manchurian. Yeah, like uh, at that time, that was um, kind of Mongolian. Yeah, right. Not really part of mainland China at the time. That was all kind of in dispute forever. I don't even know. Everybody kind of owned it for a while. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. You, you know more, way more about this than I do. I, I have played Romance of the Three Kingdoms, though, many times. <laughs> uh, you know, cow-cow and all that. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, 
So you graduate high school, you're going to go to university. That's what yes. you said to yourself? And yeah, you... I went to uh, Guelph University. What is it called? Guelph? Yeah. Like Gorf? Guelph? No, um, Guelph. Like the Scottish thing. Oh, okay. Is that, uh, um, is that just right in town? Was it close by? You said, I'm no, just going to go here? It's, uh, oh. west, uh, it's west of Toronto by about, uh, let's say, about an hour's drive. Okay, do you still live at home? Or do you... Oh, yeah. No, I'm actually at home right now. Okay. All right. So you go to university. It's just a long bus oh, ride. No, oh. Drive. oh, during university? Hell no. No, I moved. I want to get the hell out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's, right, that, right. that's why I chose that one over the local school. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's cool. So so first time university, first time basically out of the nest, so to speak. Yep. Yep. Uh, Toronto's a big town. It, it makes me wonder, though... Um, as a kid growing up and you know getting into your twenties and everything, um, what do you think about the that town in general? Not like from a political thing, but like sort of nightlife, you know, living things to do, what to do. I mean, do you like it there? How do you how do you, how do you um, like getting on there? I, I I do actually enjoy it. Um, there's a really really good public transit system here, so you know, I mean, like you can get downtown and back home even if you live like out where I am. Um, and that's only three dollars, and that's today, you know. So like, wow. um, so you know what I mean? Like, you can stay out all night. You can do whatever you want. You can go wherever. Um, in terms of the actual like uh, nightlife stuff, um, I actually haven't done a whole lot in the city. But we do. The main thing I like about Toronto is the restaurants. In terms, okay. you know, I mean, in terms of, like the dining out thing, sure. we do have a great, great selection of that. You know, ethnic stuff. Good, you know, good sort of you know American Canadian sort of you know burger, you know fancy burger joints. Really? Uh, okay. We do have kind of everything, you know. Yeah. Do you um, you know, uh, Phantom of the Opera, all that cultural stuff going on down there? Um, do you guys have a lot of do you, do you, cultural things going on? Do you, do you take part in any of that? Do you um, go to I don't know whatever Toronto's got going on, orchestra, um, any of that sort of stuff? I mean, do you find it's very um, you know, it's a Big city, and uh, you know, you guys get that whole French Canadian thing going on too. Plus, a lot yeah, of not, not in Toronto, not in Toronto, though. I mean, really, mostly just English. Well, you guys really don't know anything about the, the French thing up here. Right? I've been, like, um, I've been there. I mean, I know Quebec, and you know, that's all. Yeah, no, French. Quebec is French, um, with right. the exception of maybe like a couple of villages, like on like the edge of the the province. Right, and Montreal. But I know that, Montreal like, is you, mostly English there. When you go over to Toronto, things are there's still, no French. There's no. We have more Chinese. We have more Indian. But are things still like labeled half French, half in, you know English everywhere? Oh, um, yeah, not street signs though. Um, okay. That that like if you buy like a, like a product or whatever, yeah, they they, they they'll uh, almost always they'll have like uh, you know bilingual labels. Um, our video games up here, you know, like those Xbox, uh, like those DVD cases you buy. Sure. Okay, up here we have to get. Um, because if they want distribution in Quebec, they, it has to provide French, and the French actually has to be more prominent. Uh, in, in, in Quebec, uh, whatever signage and labeling you have that's in English, there must be a, a French version that is larger and more prominent than wow. the English one, by law. And, um, I mean, like, restaurants get into trouble for using the words, like, spaghetti, because it's, it's you know, they, they say it's too English, it's not French enough. And th th there's, the, you know, the term English muffin, a, a restaurant recently got in trouble for listing English muffin in English. And, um, but, like, over here, because if they want distribution in Quebec, out here, they all, because, like, they're not going to just print, you know, 
like a specific thing just for Quebec. They're just going to pr print everything, you know, just for Canada then, right? Right. So up here, we get the American game box, basically, right? Right. It'll say, like, Skyrim on the outside. And then what will happen is they'll hand us at the register sometimes, not all places, but, like, EB Games. They'll hand you another, like, uh, case cover printed okay. in French. And another one of those, you know, those little, like those cruddy little uh, manuals that come inside the table, like the sure, seizures sure. and like, the limited liability and all that. Right. Um, that will be printed in French as well. So sometimes, like, like I remember, like I buy like a game and I go up to the counter and they're handing me like all this extra stuff, and it's just, it's the exact same stuff but all in French though. Wow. Yeah. Bizarre. Bizarro land. So it's a little weird. It's a little weird guy going on, but not too much. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's by and large just a big English town. I mean, you guys got a baseball team. Come on. You're almost yeah, America. we're the only uh, Canadian one still left, actually. So, <laughs> uh, eventually, I you actually guys grew up loving the Blue Jays. I grew up loving the Blue Jays because we won back in '93, '90. Uh, was it '92, yes, '93? Right. Yeah, we're the only team to actually win two consecutive World Series, other than the Yankees. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And and now we're and the, last night we lost ten to zero to the to the Rays. Yeah. So, how far we've fallen, you know? And you got the maple leaves. Um, so, yes. So, uh, all right. So, university, what are you, um, what are you, what are you shooting to be? Uh, shooting to be? Um, yeah. I, you know what? I'm still not all that sure, but it's, it's obviously going to be something in computer science. You know, um, I did computer science. I got a minor in history, though, because, okay. you know, like, you have to do, like, all those, like, uh, crappy electives. Yeah, and I, I'm like, this is kind of why, like, I, I always hated school. I was always the kid who was like, I'm never gonna use this. Why am I learning? You know, what I mean, because it's like when I was like learning French in school. I'm like, I'm never ever gonna use French in a million years. Why, why do I have to learn this? You know? Right. And that's, like, you know, I mean, like, that's somebody else's pol politics. Why, why am I doing this? So, like, when I was in university, I'm like, I'm taking, I'm taking a fucking psychology course, but I'm trying to become like a, I just wanna, I just wanna program. I mean, like, right. <laughs> and then like, um. You get into uh, programming. I, I have been doing it, and um, you kind of learn the hard way about programming in some ways. Like uh, this is probably why so many of us are disillusioned. That it's, you're not going to be doing because when you're when you're like a kid and you're getting excited, you're like, oh, I'm going to make all this great stuff. I'm going to do all these great things with computers. Then you get there, and it's like, okay, we need you to basically create a program that's going to send out emails to all the all the people on this list. But we also need you to filter another database over here. It's like. Oh, okay. You, so you don't want me to create like you know an interesting video game or <laughs> some type of like you know cool like user interface? Or I was like, no, 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 no. We just we just want you to create like a system that'll you know archive yep. all of these text files and then mirror them onto a bunch of other computers. And then we need you then to just burn a DVD with all those text files in case. And like, okay. Like, and, like, and, and you know, and then there's like you know, I, like I worked yeah. at a that was my last major job. I worked at a at an international finance uh, company. Sure. And um, it, sounds, it's great. Uh, that's it's cool. it, yeah, no, I love working in financial services. Fucking love it. It's the best environment for me, I think, because they push you sometimes too hard. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like they, they they do get to the point where they're squeezing blood from a stone, but they pay amazingly well, and the benefits wow. are just. Fantastic! If you can put up with like a bunch of like bozos giving you shit all the time, you know, I mean, like <laughs> screaming at you and yelling at you in front of your coworkers, I don't care. That's not a problem for me, actually. But they pay. Well, you should hang out with Dave because uh, he just actually moved to um, he he just moved to uh, Montreal. Oh, jeez! Uh, because he has to learn French. 
And I thought it was like a six-hour drive or eight-hour drive from here. No, no, I know, I know. I'm only kidding. But the reason I'm saying you should hang out with him isn't just because he lives in Canada. It's because he was going to be a programmer, and then he got into finance. Yeah, I, it, I think it's, it's the, the same thing. It really is it, it's, it's so good. Like, um, it, like I think I like I even joked. I I had a fucking Xbox 360 on my desk. Okay. Sure. Um, because like there's kind of three sides to like uh, financial services these days. There's the corporate side, you know, like your office services, your human resources guys. Right. And then you have the finance guys. Okay. And then you got the tech guys. And being on the tech side is probably the second best. The best is really being on the corporate side, uh, because th they never seem to get the lay uh, any layoffs. And they seem to choose who gets laid off. So I, I just love to be in that part of the company. And, yeah. and I mean, like, and no one seems to know what the hell they do, and they get paid. You know, yeah. but on the tech side, nobody knows what the hell you do really. As long as everything's working, there's not a problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's financial services. They don't want new fancy features. They right. just want every. They want everything to be uh, performance above every uh, stability. I should say stability is number one. Then performance. Right. They, you know, I mean, they want like all the. You know, they want you to shave milliseconds off of this and that. And then finally comes security. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's 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 such a great environment. I did love it, but like they had me on nights for too long, so I had to get out of that. Oh, okay. Well, you're still young. I mean, you get out of school, yeah, and then you kind of exactly. got the the world is your oyster type of thing if you get that kind of a, a degree. Um, yeah, uh, programming. I don't recommend it to anyone. Um, I do it, and uh, I. Oddly enjoy it, but it sucks at every level. And I think the the thing that people you know should take away from it is the fact that um, you know you're you're always just going to be a cog in somebody else's wheel. I mean, yep. the, the the Zuckerbergs of the world are extremely rare. Yep. You know, most of the time it's a Bill Gates type that is actually the the business sense guy, and yep. you know, you or a Jobs or whatever. I guess he had business sense, but the other people, you know, you might get rich, but most of the time you're not. And most of the time you're just going to be at a desk until you quit and hate it and go on and do something else. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of burnout because, like, the hours are just ridiculous sometimes, especially when you're at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, they just want you there for, like, you know, 60, 80, 100 hours a week. I mean, my, my company, like, financial services, oh, my goodness. We had guys, like, our network, uh, our, like, one of our network guys, right? Right. He was, like, Wintel or whatever, uh, Wintel sure. manager. He did, I think, in one. Oh, I can't remember how many hours he did, but he was do, like in one month. He was doing so many hours that um, his his bosses were like talking to him, like, "Look, you can't fill out your timesheet with all the hours. You're gonna have to put them on next month because the, the government won't let us keep you." Because like he was exceeding like like Ministry of Labor like uh, restrictions on like on like work hours. And oh man, like um, and I'll tell you something else about financial services men. Alcohol al alcoholism is rampant throughout yeah. the whole industry, and like. It's not. It's not like the Wolf of Wall Street. Unfortunately, there's, there's oh. no like Coke parties where we're just like picking up big lots of it. Throwing the 80s are over. I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, I tell you what, though, like the like some of the guys, like the uh, the guys who work in operations, they will go out at like 7 p.m. Drink, 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 and then they will come back in the office at like two in the morning or four in the morning, and then just sleep it off, and then wow. wake up at like you know like six or seven. Uh, go shower and then um, and then just you know start the day all over again. Wow. And um, yeah, it's a uh, single man's life. I think you can't have a wife and kids with that kind no, of. No, no, yeah, no. They're not gonna let you. Yeah, yeah they're not gonna let you get away with that. I that's, mean, uh, yeah, you gotta be young. You gotta be nimble. But that's good. I mean, I you know do those things while you can. 
can because when you get older, you don't have those opportunities. You know, you can't handle that when you're like my age, 40. You can't handle getting screamed at and running around uh, and staying up 20 hours a day. Your body, it just at some point, is just like, yeah, we're not doing this. You're going to go work at McDonald's or something instead. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's cool. Cool. So financial services, you see yourself. I mean, what kind of financial services do you think you would ultimately want to be? Do you want to be like one of those investment guys down on Wall Street? No, no, no. I want, I want to stay in the tech side of it, okay. uh, purely tech side. Yeah. Uh, the financial side, there's a very large turnover rate. Sure, um, of course. I, I actually got offered a job, actually in management, uh, on the financial side, uh, strangely. Uh, it's because of like, uh, like my hours at night. I was the only person who had any exposure. Uh, to our client owners. They actually owned our company and were our largest client. Wow. Uh, so everybody hated them. No one wanted to um, to work with them Be you know, because they're our, our, our client, but they're also the owners. They pay us the least, but they give us the most amount of work. Ah, okay. So, so like, um, like you have no respect on the company when you, when you deal with those guys. So uh, they offered me that, and I knew what that was like because I saw the last three people who dealt with them. They all quit the company. So I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to quit now. And um, actually, believe it or not, have you heard of State Street? No. It's a bank out of Boston. Uh, they're currently actually on the um, SEC's uh, shit list because uh, they, 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 they've been failing constantly. I think they're the only bank that's failed all of the, uh, those credit stress tests so far. Uh, that's, that's the place I work for. We, I work for what their subsidiary, um, IFDS. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't say this because I might say some, some bad things about yeah. what works on the sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I bet all those people who posted like those shitty pictures of themselves, like you know, dressed up as Hitler on Facebook, I bet they said the same thing. And I'm like, oh, who, who's going to see this? You know. But yeah, it was um, a great place to work. Really was. I, I yeah. loved it. It's just the hours killed me. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm with you. I, you know, that's how I was when I started cooking. I, I cooked, you know, and um, I did it for four years, and I did it professionally for about two and a half, and. Uh, I just realized that, like, it was too much. And, you know, I went into computers, even though I took a big pay, pay loss, because I didn't mind putting in the hours doing computers versus doing cooking. And I think it was just one of those things that everybody has something that they, you know, I mean, now, you know what, I don't want to say everybody. People that want to work <laughs> will find <laughs> something that, works for them and that they don't mind doing the work because there's people I think like Don Anderson God love him but <laughs> there's no job that Don wants to do John would rather just do nothing you know what I mean yeah. like he wants to do the minimum to get by in life and you know that works for him but I think that other people that want to actually work um, there's some jobs that you you know people can do and some jobs they can't. And I don't understand why the guy that wants to like work on cars wants to work on cars. Because to me, that just seems like a nightmare waiting to happen all the time. Like the car is either like it's either super hot outside when you're working on the car, or yeah. it's wet and freezing when you're working on the car, and, and it's, it's dirty filthy and, and it stinks. And... Yeah, broke. That's why I like computers, and that's also why I like financial services because you're clean, you can you can dress well. Do you know what I mean? And you know what else? When you tell people you work at a bank, it sounds a lot nicer. If you know what I mean, like yes, right. Than saying like, oh no, I work I I work on cars. I work you know I work at a restaurant or whatever. An investment banker for such and such. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm totally with you. That's great. So. 
what's Endgame here for you in the long run? I mean, you think in marriage? You think in um, oh, yeah? I, I have no idea. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, but is that stuff that you would want to do? I mean, do you see yourself wanting to get married and having kids? Um, no. Um, really. Okay, um, I mean that's cool. I don't. Well, I've, never, I've never. I don't really. I don't really know why either. But like, um, just no real desire. Like, I'm not really against it either. You know what I mean? Like, if I'll put it this way, if I found someone, sure. You know what I mean? But um, right. No. Yeah, otherwise, then no. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have that. You know, they want to. You know, you. We'll, we'll just call it a broken home because I came out of a broken <laughs> home, and I think people yeah. that come out of broken homes don't necessarily have the same uh, goals that people that came out of that fully functional. Marriage, you know what I mean? Because I, I find a lot of those people want what their parents have. So they get married, they buy the house, they have the kids and the cars and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and they, it's all like a reconstruction of what their folks had. And I and I think a lot of people that come out of the the broken home system, like all the hosts on VGN, except for Anderson. Anderson's so he's a wild card because his parents have been together forever, but. What about his brothers, then? Like, he certainly seems like a latchkey kid. That's true. His brothers are mostly normal. Um, married, and everything's fine with them. Little house on the hill. That's just a weird cat. But, um, yeah, so not for you. At least not right now. Maybe yeah. down the road. Look, plenty of people, they get, they get married much later these days. You know what I mean? So, yes. like, I'm, I'm not, like, even when I do feel the pressure, it's like, because I do feel pressure from from family, yes, but, uh, especially from grandma, um, who, who would have no problem setting me up with a bunch of her, like her, you know, her friends' kids or whatever. Right. But um, I just remember, like, look, I can I can do this some other time. I mean, a lot of people get married later on, and they live just fine, you know. Sure. I mean, um, have you been to China? Uh, many times, at least five times. Really? Wow. In my life, yeah. Cow. It's, uh, yeah, it's we travel a lot. Cantonese. Do they do they know you're American or well from America? Yeah, they, yeah, they think, yeah, they no, they think I'm American. They think I'm American. Uh, everyone thinks we're American when we go overseas, anyway. So you have um, an accent when you speak Cantonese, though. I mean, they can pick that up. Um, I used to have actually a really, really decent, decent sounding, actually uh, authentic accent, but um, really? I because I went to university and then I stopped speaking it, obviously, right? And because. Sure. Um, Look, you only you're only going to learn these uh, languages if you if you kind of have like grandma and grandpa to babysit you. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, because like yeah. I got friends who went through the same thing, and like uh, so I'm like, look, if you want your sister to learn Russian, you got to like, you know, leave her with your grandma then, you know, to look after her, or else she's just because like uh, the parents, especially with Chinese parents, they absolutely refuse to speak uh, Chinese in front of their kids uh, in many cases. I know my mom did, actually. And I, remember, I know a lot of parents, they would chastise their grandparents for speaking to their kids in Chinese. They're right. concerned that their kid will grow up and, ha and like, you know, whatever, have, like, some Being type ostracized of... ostracized like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, have some type of, like, um, fuck, um, accent or, like, some kind of, spe you know, speaking imp impediment. Yeah, right. Um, my mom yeah. taught me... German until I was like two or three or whatever you start talking five I don't know you know and uh, my grandmother told her that um, that was rude that she was talking to me and no one else understood what I was saying so um, she stopped oh. so there's somewhere in my back of my brain I could probably speak very fluent German and have no uh, no knowledge of it 
know, open it up through hypnotism or something. It'll it'll come out one day when you're being held hostage by like those red red army red brigade guys. You know, like you know, I mean, like it'll it'll just kick in and everyone will be staring at you. You know, what are yeah, you talking I'll, about? You know? I'll know all sorts of Nazi secrets or something. Like, oh my god, <laughs> what's happened? Um, well, that's kind of cool. So you've been over there five times. Well, it's a lot. So you just go? Do you go mainland? Do you go Hong Kong? Um, uh, both. I've been to Hong Kong a couple of times. Been to mainland a couple of times. You like it uh, over there? Uh, I like Hong Kong. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how many times really you talk to, but like, there's a big sort of cultural gap between uh, mainland and all the other Chinese. Okay. Well, sure, um, Taiwan, I know, but uh, you know. Yeah, I know. Even Hong Kong, huge, yeah. huge gap. I mean, uh, they kind of look down upon each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you see, like, uh, I, I can, I look, I can say this. Look, Chinese people are rude, rude assholes, actually. Um, <laughs> um, like, uh, they, they treat me wonderfully. They think I'm white. Like, if you're white over there, they treat you like royalty. They, I'm not gonna. Wow. They will make a path for you. Uh, <laughs> they, like, I, I, I was at a, I think it was like a Kentucky Fried Chicken over there. They opened up a, like a like a cash register just for me because they saw me waiting at the back of a long line. Wow! And then w they opened it up and they waved me over and immediately this Chinese guy butt in front of me. They did him because I like I said no no do him first do him first right because they, they 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 refused to actually serve the guy. And, uh, <laughs> and then, What's so they that about? Him, why why is it that him. way though? And then they shut down the cash register. Be well because they uh, they Chinese people don't believe that Chinese people have much money. <laughs> I see. So, okay. so because like I'm over there, I've got like my mom there, and like we're with like this Chinese tour group. They're all Americans and they're all Canadian Chinese. Okay. Gotcha. So, but so they're they're not poor people, but like they're, you know, I mean, like they they get treated like like dirt over there. Really, they. Yeah. And I'll tell you about Chinese people. They spit a lot too, because there's a lot of smoking going on over there. And like, uh, I was at like this fancy like Adidas shop over there. Okay. You know, I mean, like it's one of those shops for like where all like the rich kids go 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 shopping in in China. And like I, I nearly slipped and fell on this gigantic brown puddle of like this spit, oh, you know, spit of, of yeah. <laughs> and I remember like I stayed at this one hotel in the south, and um, this the guy next door he kept like you know you know that thing where people are trying to clear their throat. Yeah, yeah. He did that all night, and then I woke up the next morning at six in the morning. He was he and he was at it, you know, like it's wow. um the the country. I mean, really, the people are just very very uncaring. Yeah, uh, they're extremely rude. I mean, customer service is non-existent. You, you won't understand what I mean unless you go there. Uh, my neighbor, she just went over to China to teach um, uh, high school, actually, and um, I warned her. Actually, my mom and my grandma actually all warned. I was like, "Look, they're not going to treat you nice over there. You got to be really prepared for that, though, because like it's it's this really weird, bizarre feeling." Uh, she's Indian, okay, and um, the Chinese they don't like you if you're a bit dark, okay. <laughs> so. Um, you know, they did not treat her nice, but her fiance, who's white, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, she noticed the difference. Like they, they just made, like I said, they made paths for him on the street everywhere he went. Um, they just wow. assume you're extremely wealthy if you're white over there. Huh. And, um, well, you might have to be to fly over there because it's expensive as hell. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> I, there was a nightclub called uh, Club Obama. <laughs> And this is in Shanghai. Okay, I, love, sure. I love telling the story because, like, uh, they well, they're called Club Obama because, like, their big draw to nightclubs is they got like a half black, half Chinese DJ, okay, and like his name is DJ Two Green Dollars. <laughs> yeah, and um, I remember I went to this nightclub, right, and like, um, I, I like there's this huge line, and of course they immediately just pull me in, like all these like girls, like all the hosts, they just pull me in. Yeah, and like um. 
I, I remember I'd just be walking around, like all, like not just at the club, but all these tourist spots. People just stop me. They want to take my photo with me. And uh, you, I mean, if you're a white guy at these clubs, you almost never have to buy a drink. I found. Uh, it's, wow. Yeah, it's it, it really is a weird society. Like I got treated like royalty everywhere. But like my family, not so much. They they were, you know, they they, they had to wait in lines everywhere they went. <laughs> they thought that they actually thought that my family was actually like my like they were my staff. Oh. Wow. They thought my mom was my interpreter. Holy cow! You yeah. were Mackin. People thought you were, you know, James Bond or something. I wore were, ripped uh, jeans and like a like a like an old ripped up uh, Nike T-shirt, and they thought I was there on business. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was. It's a really. It's very hard to explain. But like I said, I wouldn't go there unless it was just for the major cities. Don't leave the ma like uh, Beijing and Shanghai. Don't sure. go outside of those. Under any circumstance, it's very undeveloped outside of those. Yeah. Oh, Hong Kong is fine though. Hong Kong is wonderful. Hong yeah. Kong is a wonderful place to be. But even they are hating on the mainlanders now. Hmm. They uh, they're they're trying to reestablish what's called the Anglo-Sino barrier. This used to be a like a boundary line between the English and the Chinese in the old days. The Hong Kong people want to reestablish this line for the mainland. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wow. There's been like flare-ups of like sort of minor violence between the two groups, wow. because all the mainlanders they come down and they buy everything up. Okay. And it's, it's it, no like they it, like they buy up like diapers, baby formula, baby food, because the stuff in China it's 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 all fucking poison. Okay, it's gonna kill you. It's okay. gonna give your it's gonna give your no. I'm not kidding. Like it gives. No, it, I, like, yeah, you, believe you me, heard yeah. like the kidney stones. You heard about the kidney stone problem that they had with the babies over there? No. <laughs> Do you remember the melamine scandal with the pet food a few yes. years ago in America? Look right. at the same chemical that they were putting in pet food, they put into the baby formula. Okay? Wow. They put into all the yeah. milk. So you see, like over there, McDonald's is actually semi luxury food. Sure. Um, a buddy, like, because when you go over there, it's all like the kids wearing like the trendy clothes. Uh, a buddy of mine from Russia said the same thing. He's like, yeah, it's just like that in Russia. He's like, that's why I thought it was so weird about America and Canada, because you got old people eating at McDonald's here. It looks so <laughs> weird to him, you know? Like, <laughs> and uh, over, it, I'll tell you one more weird thing about China. When you're over there and you eat like a fast food place, you don't bust your own tray under any circumstance. People really? looked at me like I was like some type of like alien. They <laughs> hire they hire like uh, people generally from the countryside to just stand around and wait for you to finish, and then they come over, they pick up your tray, and they bust it for you. Wow! If you do that for them, if you do that, that's that's like a you, insulting you just, or something. Yeah, no. Well, you've just uh, shamed yourself because. Wow. It's such a weird thing over there, man. It's so weird. Like, wow, that's cool though. I didn't know any of that. That's really interesting. I, I, I mean, I worked at a Chinese restaurant with Chinese people. I had friends that were Chinese. My, my boss, who was Chinese, was my best boss I've ever had. But he was totally embezzling money, so he had to leave. I think he moved to Canada. His name was Wing, um, <laughs> and uh, he was a great guy. Um, but yeah. In terms of like mainland, the only thing I I have friends that go over there every couple of years because they own a business that sells plastic plants. You know the plants that you see in lobbies and hotels oh. and things, yeah. and they're manufactured over there. So they'll fly over there. A group of them will fly over there and they go to Hong Kong. But most of the factories are actually on the mainland, all up the coast. Yep. And so they go to each of those factories. I think there's four or five or something. They have a map. I don't. I don't it's go. So it's so sad because uh, when I was in Shanghai, which is along the coast, yeah, it's all factories, it's all condos yeah. and uh, all that sort of stuff. Like shopping malls, even built like a like a F1 racetrack over there. But the thing is that along the east coast, it's actually all the all like basically the only really good, great farmland that the country actually had. 
and they're just destroying it all now because um, because the factories they need access to the ports to ship out their product. Well, uh, because I always thought like you know China's got all this desert and all this like all this other crap land. Why don't they just build the factories out there? Right. And like well that's then they'd have to travel three thousand kilometers to ship, you know like like a cruddy little T-shirt and that's right. never going to happen. So yeah, so yeah, really? they're, they're kind of screwing themselves, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the United States tore our country apart before we got it all organized. You know what I mean? Like, maybe one day China will um, have the money to care about the environment more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their people. They, they, they need new reforms once again. You know, like yeah. the, the, cur the current leader, I actually quite like him. He's actually been brave enough to even take on the military for corruption. Uh, it's the first time anyone in the military has ever been indicted, actually, in the country. Wow! So, I mean, like, like I know he's not going to like fix the problem, but he's um, he's at least taken like a very aggressive tone against the corruption there. Doing doing a little bit more, other people. Yeah, because eventually that kind of thing is unsustainable, and eventually it. You yeah, know. you have to you have to pay so much in bribes just to open up a factory that like no one does anything any longer. Right. Well, all right, that's it. We're over an hour. Oh, okay. It's been really good. Or proxy so. Didn't win say your yeah. real name. It's no, been it's really okay. good talking to you on the show. Uh, Thank it's you, really been really interesting. Thanks for listening to VGN all these years and uh, donating to our Patreon campaign as well. Yeah. Um, keeps Larry alive, apparently. Um, He's crazy. certainly well fed. Yeah, I don't know. It's just craziness. Um, and everybody else, if you want to write into the show, write to Kevin at videogamenews.com and uh, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash VGN. And you can be a guest on Oblast, like uh, Proxy Cell right here. And uh, Proxy, I hope you keep listening. And um, yeah, you got anything else? You want to shout out? Anything? No, no. Um, I, I do have a website. Uh, I'll just plug that thing once. It's iruberleet.org. And yeah. How do you spell that? iruberleet.org. You don't remember? U B E R. So I R U B E R L E T E. Leet. Yeah, I I got into computers very early, so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, everybody, that's it. Thanks, videogamenews.com. Good night. Adios.